1: Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show six zero two five zero eight zero nine six zero. There's a certain joy one gets. I think I'm not speaking only for myself. Maybe I am. Let's see if you can appreciate it when we're so dependent on certain technologies, whether they're our laptops, computers, smartphones, whatever they are. And one thing we use a lot goes wrong. Something's broken. It's not working, and you are frustrated like we never were before I don't know 1996 maybe (laughs) is that when it all started coming online in a big way and then you realize oh it's on quote-unquote their end it's on the company's end there's a certain joy you get not schadenfreude you're not happy that they're failing it's just that you know it's not anything you can do anything about it's not something wrong with your hardware the only problem is when you Yiddish word, futz around with that stuff, trying to fix it <laughs> while they're trying to fix it. Maybe some of you know what I mean. It doesn't matter. We talked here, – here, here's, here's, here's the future. This is the future, and it's not good. We talked about destroying statues. That's one thing. Bias and burying history in the media, it's another thing. And that naturally moved into what you knew it would move into, which was renaming sports teams, athletic organizations, whether it's Cleveland or the Redskins, if you want football, um, and then schools. So we saw in Virginia, in Virginia, in Virginia, the home of, Tom, the home of Thomas Jefferson, they're changing the name of the Thomas Jefferson Elementary School and Falls Church. You knew this was going to happen. Did you know this was going to happen in San Francisco? Well, you knew if it was going to happen, San Francisco would be one of the top three places it was going to happen in. Whatever it is, I'll tell you what it is. You know what it is? Changing the name of Abraham Lincoln High School. Abraham Lincoln High School. Now, you can say, well... What did Lincoln do wrong? Well, that was the Indian stuff, Native Americans. What if you go to the Daily Mail, which broke the story, and you read this from Jeremiah Jeffries, who is something, he's chairman of something called the Renaming Committee. There's a renaming committee. I'd like to be on that committee. I don't know how you get on it, but he's the chairman of it. Can I quote him directly? I can. I will. Here it is. Quote, not making this up, Lincoln, like the presidents before him and most after, did not show through policy or rhetoric that black lives ever mattered to them outside of human capital capital and as casualties of wealth building. Did not show through policy or rhetoric that black lives ever mattered to them. Now, most of us do know a little history of the Civil War. Most of us do understand that when hundreds of thousands of Americans threw their bodies and their lives at the South One of the most popular songs they sang was the Battle Hymn of the Republic with the lyrics, As he died to make men holy, we shall die to make men free. Surely Mr. Jeffries knows that. Surely you must, if you're going to say that Lincoln through rhetoric never exhibited that black lives mattered to him, surely you might go to some of his speeches Or debates or correspondence where he said things like quote the slave breeders and slave traders are a small odious and detested class or that um, I have always hated slavery or that as I would not be a slave I would not be a master This expresses my idea of democracy. Whatever differs from this to the extent of the difference is no democracy. Or that I confess as belonging to that class in the country who think of slavery as a moral, social, and political evil. Um. Or when Judge Douglas says that whoever, whatever community wants slaves, they have a right to have them. He is perfectly logical if there is nothing wrong in the institution. But if you admit that it is wrong, he cannot logically say that anybody has a right to do it. We are in the midst of educating children in this country by people who say... Quote, Lincoln, like the presidents before him and most after, did not show through policy or rhetoric that black lives ever mattered to them. Now, this will be greeted as, well, I'm glad finally someone said that. This will be g- greeted at University UC San Francisco or San Francisco State University by the professoriate, certainly by the mayor, as really good. Smart and intellectual and really glad we're doing this. It's about time Lincoln's name be taken off that school. About time. We saw a Lincoln statue or three being destroyed. We saw a Frederick Douglass statue destroyed over the summer. Nancy Pelosi was asked about one in Baltimore. Baltimore. Her hometown, well, she where she grew up, where her dad was mayor. And she said, people will do what people will do. That was her great answer to lawlessness and the eradication of our history through violence. Let's not put too fine a point on it. Let's call it what it is. I'll say it again, the eradication of our history through violence. That's a revolution. That's a revolution. People who lived through revolutions know what this means. Milan Kundera saw his country disappear, Czechoslovakia. The first step in liquidating a people is to erase its memory, he wrote. Destroy its books, its culture, its history. Then have someone write new books. Manufacture a new culture. Invent a new history. Before long, the nation will begin to forget what it is and what it was. People like to quote that uh, Orwell line about all history being destroyed, and it's good too. I'm a little more in favor of popularizing this Kundera line. Destroy its books culture, it's history. Then have someone write new books, manufacture a new culture, invent a new history. This can be done. You know, if you said this, um, I don't know, 60 years ago, oh, let's invent a new history. No one would know what you're talking about. How do you invent a new history? I'm told, I don't know, I am told in the Chinese language there are certain expressions that they don't have The ability to make characters of or language of, like a squared circle, for example. I'm told. If not, you get the point. A squared circle is a nonsensical thing, right? There's no such thing. That would be the way 60 years ago people would think of how do you invent a new history? Invent a new history. Invent is. Invent a new history. Well, we're doing it. We're doing it. Lincoln, like the presidents before him and most after, did not show through policy or rhetoric that black lives ever mattered to them. You keep teaching that kind of rot. That's what it is, rot. You keep teaching that kind of rot, and you can't blame 20-year-olds and 25-year-olds for acting violently in the streets against this country, burning our flag, yelling, you know what, America— and spitting on soldiers and cops. You cannot blame them. If they go through 12 or 16 years of that kind of education, how is it their fault? How is it their fault? The chief purpose of education, a philosopher named William Smith once said, is to know when adults are talking rot. A lot of adults are talking a lot of rot right now. I don't know. I know that. I don't know. What I don't know is if we can fix it. I don't know if we can. That scares me. 602 We'll be right back. You almost wonder sometimes, you know how you th- say things or talk about something or whatever, and then all of a sudden you're noticing all these ads on your... <laughs> On your Twitter feed or something, or Google or whatever, <laughs> ads just about that sort of thing you were talking about. I almost wonder if when I talk about something, our music machine kicks in. I was just talking about San Francisco. Does it work that way, Bill? Is our music machine listening listening to me? Tom's in Phoenix. Hi, Tom.
4: Oh, hey, Beth. It's good to be back on. I called a couple of years ago. So, oh,
1: oh my yeah. goodness, where you been?
4: Oh, still listening. Okay. <laughs> Biden my time. And, Biding you know, your time. Okay. Yes, it. Like well, let's not yeah. make
1: it every two years, for goodness sakes.
4: Yeah, really. Yeah, especially, I guess that was almost a pun. Uh, but anyway, uh, yes. I, I have a Zoom book club, and we just finished a book called Live Not By Lies by Rod Dreher. And it chronicles, uh, he interviews a number of people that live through communism and, and how they've built a whole society on lies. And uh, to the point, uh, they were learning in school how to write and doublespeak. They would literally write papers about things that were not true. And uh, that seems to be so much of what's going on, you know, beginning back with Howard Zinn, you know, all the way to modern academia. And I don't think that any of them know whether they're talking truth or just... Uh, spouting something else anymore and uh, but he did talk about building memorials to the past and I was thinking about all these things that were being ripped down that it's good to have memorials to even things that were bad and um, uh, you know so like in Lithuania they have the the area where all the crosses are of all the people that were murdered by Stalin and his regime and and so forth, and, and we need to hang on to some of those things, not just tear them apart. And, of course, not Lincoln. My goodness, uh, that's a great—it's all lies, you know, I mean, to say that he was didn't care about black lives. Yeah, I mean,
1: it's yeah. <laughs> it's incredible. And people yeah. take it as sophisticated. People act on it, and they'll do it. I'll wager you they do it in San Francisco. They will change the name of that school as they changed the name of the Jefferson School in Falls yeah. Church, Virginia. I will guarantee oh you it will be done. And uh, we will have a new history. Um, The thing you mentioned about Howard Zinn is interesting because, you know, for obviously about three decades, so many of us were railing against it. We thought that was as bad as it could be. It isn't. It got worse with the 1619 Project. They just changed 1776 to some other date altogether.
4: Yeah, it's almost it's almost psychotic. I mean, their their hatred for our history and uh, it, it's beyond making any sense. It is anymore. it is so a form
1: it is a form of mental abuse, psychological abuse. You are playing with people's brains by feeding them lies, and thus encouraging them to act on them.
4: Right, exactly. Well, we've seen plenty of that in history. Many people have yes, died have. it. Yes, we have. Yes, we have. You know, we're at the only logical end of to you a know, society built by lies is the the expeditious vanishment or vanquishing of people who don't agree. Yes. <laughs> to, yes. And
1: you call that. them crazy. You diagnose them as mentally unfit or unwell or ill health, mentally ill. Um, this is, this is a, a long campaign of the Soviet Union's, the, the, the misuse of psychiatry, yeah. of course, for political purposes. Um, they, the modern day version, I mean, they, the precursor to that is is what we often refer to as cancel culture. They censor us or they fire us, um, or they track us down, um, or our employers down and make life a living hell for us because we have political beliefs that don't square with their own. As if, it's a funny thing, as if the left all of a sudden discovered the issue of truth, absolute truth. You know, (laughs) that's that's the funny thing. Only they have it. Only they have it. Yes, self-evident truths was, were something they never believed in until they realized they could use them for use it for their own purposes.
4: That's that's very true. I uh, I I'm not, I can't say I'm afraid of these people, but I do have broad concerns, and we'll have to see. What, I am not what afraid right. of
1: them. Right. I think I'm with you on that. I'm afraid of what they can, what 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 they will result what what they will what what they will rot on our children i, I, I yeah. that's what fe- yeah. that scares me, and that not yeah. enough of us um engage to do something about it that's what bothers me that's what I'm afraid of complacency, not knowing about it, wringing our hands and doing nothing um that you know uh, cursing the darkness not lighting a a candle to it right. uh, that's what worries me these people are easily dealt with if they would ever debate us on a fair stage um, they Mm -hmm. would be shown for who they are they they, and they would crumble but they don't and they won't they don't even believe in in debate really anymore it used to be you could have these great debates whether it was on firing line or other shows on pbs particularly they just don't show up to debate anymore they won't debate
4: that's exactly they right. They don't think I, you
1: have I a remember. right to the microphone is why. That's their justification. Yeah. We don't want to give the microphone. We don't want to help broadcast or, or give them. Now, if it's Louis Farrakhan, it's fine.
4: <laughs> yeah, he's, he is uh, quite the uh, character and uh, is amazing. We put up with him. I, I can remember reading Gulag Archipelago yes, sir. many years ago, uh, but there's so much of it I can hardly remember. It it, but And they're... Uh, and One Day in the Life of Ivan Denisovich, yep. you know, and I, those mm-hmm. great books. And I, the one thing I remember out of the Gulag Archipelago was he was reflecting on his neighbor disappearing. And the rumor was, well, the neighbor might have said this. And so all you had to do was uh, project a lie towards someone. And then that was the end of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. They were carted off. Yeah. Know, and,
1: this um, exists so, now in China, particularly in the Shenzhen province. There was a great report by the BBC today, you can get online, I think. Yeah, of course, online on, on the on the slave labor. We knew they were using slave labor for certain products. This goes into their slave labor for cotton products. Here we are again. Does that sound familiar, yeah. slave labor for yeah. cotton? Yeah. 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 I wonder if Colin Kaepernick will stand up to that, or if no. his investment with Nike and their investment in China is so important he won't.
4: Yeah, and and basically, you know, I get all my China news from Epic Times. I Epic Times is great; Twitter. it's great. Fallon uh Falun Gong. Quite informative. Yep. Um, it's great. You bet. So and so, I appreciate your radio program. Keep it going.
1: Yeah, that Rod Dreher book sounds really good. I know Rod a little bit, just a little. Um, oh, you and, do. Yeah, just a little, and um, that book sounds great. And I'm glad he's updated. you know he's put out something current because i when people would ask me about books on this sort of thing, I would say, well I, I usually had three I would recommend um, The God that Failed, which was a compendium of survivors of communism uh, obviously Whitaker Chambers witness uh and then give or take it would just depend on a third book but there's that that chilling Line of chambers in um, in uh, witness, where he says, um, "Everyone who leaves communism does so because he hears screams. One day, one night, he will hear screams. One night, he heard screams. You know, the screams. Yep, horrible stuff. Horrible stuff. Yeah, Solzhenitsyn is usually the third book. Tom, thank you for this very uh, learned." Call, and don't wait so long between calls. What a nice contribution. I'm Seth. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. If you're in the real estate market, either to buy or to sell, I want you to check out my friend James Wexler of JMG. Real estate, he has a private database of homes that will soon be going on the market. If you're in the buying position, if you're selling, he, um, he, has, he has a proprietary state-of-the-art marketing technology for that. He guarantees to sell your home at market value or pay the difference. He'll also make you an upfront guaranteed offer within 24 hours if that's easier for you. James Wexler is the only realtor in Scottsdale with over 500 five-star reviews. That's unheard of. Five hundred five-star reviews. Give him a call at 480-386-0711 or visit him at com. That's jameswexler, W-E-X-L-E-R.com. Rob is in surprise. Hi, Rob.
2: Well, hi, Seth. Um, first of all, happy Bill Rights Day. Yes, sir. Um, and, and second of all, I do need to call you doctor because you're a doctor, right? That's from yesterday, of but course.
1: But then again, you know, I like Steve Hayward's <laughs> thing. Did you hear Steve Hayward's line? He has a Ph.D., and oh, yeah. and he said, um, you know, if I ever made a reservation using Doctor Hayward, and someone needed medical attention, hey, is there a doctor in the house? Is Doctor Hayward available? He would have to say, yeah. "Well, I'm a doctor of philosophy, so you know, sometimes it's people die, some times they live. Who am I to say?"
2: That was so classic.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, and and speaking of which, I mean, I don't know if it was Steve or call meeringoff or somebody they had a great thing on their power line about the cleveland indians uh you know because people are complaining about you know yeah. they're going to change their name and yeah. and all this um at the naval academy we had this big statue of a, a indian called tecumseh yes um and in the day we used to paint him uh before an army navy game well they can't do that anymore no. because of all of the you know, insane vocal minority trying to wield power, and I think this is one of the power line guys who were talking about the Cleveland Indians in particular, uh, trying to wield power, however minor. And you know, this it, it goes into number one, everybody wants to rule the world, and number two, nobody wants to push back. Yeah. And and this also kind of ties into the school name changes about Lincoln and Jefferson. It's like, well, why aren't we pushing back? And Saying you know it's sort of standing for history and yelling stop, yeah. Um, and and I don't see a whole lot of people doing that. And so and again, this is maybe a Republican thing, but I think that we just need to grow some huevos rancheros and start pushing back on these idiots because they are a minority. You know, they I they are I a
1: minority with undue influence. With that's influence a, with absolute, that speaks louder than their actual numbers. I do believe that right. to be true.
2: I yeah. do believe that. And by the way, I, I wanted to compliment you on a great monologue today. Oh thank you. Um I also wanted to ask now, are you doing any Salvation Army fundraising this year?
1: You know, it's if I was gonna ask my own GM that question. I needed oh, to ask well, that. I'm... I know we we we, <laughs> we beat all the other places last year. We got it Well,
2: that's because my uh, Mrs. Robin and I actually put you over the top. That's
1: right. I remember that now. I do. I got to talk <laughs> to my GM about that. Uh, I'm not sure. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure is the answer.
2: Well, no, that's fine. I mean, it'll it'll come around. We have a week and a half left. It was also dawning on, on the me Army to Navy ask game.
1: that question too. Yeah,
2: you you may or may not have seen the Army Navy game, but I I figured out Navy actually won
4: if you count.
2: Yeah, if you count the extra touchdowns in Georgia, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, Nevada. Now, here's the thing. You had this
1: wonderful meme about that, and I sent it to someone from uh, the Army, and they wrote wrote back wrong picture.
2: Well, it was an old Army Navy picture. It wasn't from that actual game. Ah, Uh, uh, ah. You know... Yeah.
1: See, I'm but good. Anyway, I, I'm um, good on sports for the first sentence. But then if someone replies requiring, a uh, you know, a, a sir reply from me, I kind of fall apart. I kind of melt. Well,
2: that, that's, that's why I usually just
1: say, don't get me started. Or if the well, injuries the, don't kill the, us, we
2: we are here for you. OK, thank you. We are all here for you. You're welcome. Thank you. Anyway, um, there's there's been a few other things going on, like Republican electors. Uh, that are trying to counter Democrat electors and states. And I don't understand the point behind that. Um, I don't know, maybe you do, but I I don't get it. Um, And the other thing, you know, the founders, I think, they forgot when they were creating the Bill of Rights, maybe they should have created a Bill of Responsibility, because I think that's one of our biggest problems.
1: You know what's today. interesting about that? I don't know if you know the book, Victor Frankl's book, Man's Search for Meaning. He has a footnote in there about how we should build a statue of responsibility on the West Coast to balance out the Statue of Liberty. It's kind of interesting. There is a Statue of Responsibility Foundation based on it. I don't know whatever came of it. But you're right about that, Rob. I'll have more to say about that in a moment. We'll be right back. It's my absolute... Favorite product, it's Balance of Nature. I take it every single day. It's the most effective whole food supplement on the market with one daily dose, giving you tens of thousands of vital nutrients from mangoes, apples, blueberries, oranges, pineapples, spinach, broccoli, cayenne pepper, great, powerful, potent, healthy stuff. It's kept me well all year. It's built my energy. It's improved my health, and it boosts your immunity. And that's why Balance of Nature is... um, Best product I've ever endorsed and the thing I do take every single day. They're keeping their great deal going with free shipping and 35% off any new preferred order of their fruits and veggies. That's not free shipping once. It's free shipping for the life of your order. Give them a call at 800 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code balance. You'll be so glad you did. One more word, if I might, on uh, the Bill of Rights Day. Um, I like what. Walter Burns, one of my favorite constitutional scholars, said, We need to think of it as a bill of natural rights, not because it contains a statement or compendium of natural rights. It does not, but because it is an expression of the natural right of everyone to govern himself and to specify the terms according to which he agrees to give up his natural freedom by submitting to the rules of civil government. The Constitution emanates from us, the people of the United States. And here in its first sentence, said Publius in The Federalist, is a better recognition of popular rights than volumes of those aphorisms which make the principle figural in several of our state bills of rights and which would sound much better in a treatise of ethics than a constitution of government. It is not usually appreciated that natural rights point or lead to government, a government with the power to secure rights and only secondarily to limits on governmental rights. Power. We tend to think of government as the enemy of rights, as of course it can be, but according to the principles on the basis of which the United States was founded, government is first of all the necessary condition of the enjoyment of rights because of the power that it gives the people to be the governors. Doug's in Maricopa. Hi, Doug.
3: Well, good afternoon, Seth. How are you? I'm
1: well, sir. How about you?
3: Oh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. As always, it's always a matter of uh, am I doing good or really good?
1: I think you're doing well.
3: Well, well is just fine.
1: Yeah. No, I think you're doing well.
3: Yeah, I think that describes it well. Well, listen, I I had uh, a couple comments to make, but I wanted to come back to a question as to what does... Uh, not getting Starbucks, reducing trips, increasing workload, and a few other items have to do with politics. But I think it's relevant for all of us to think in uh, that. But what, what I wanted to first comment on was you, you made um, an excellent point in a sad note in what they were talking about with Lincoln. But my question is always a hard one is why wouldn't they say that, and why Mm -hmm. wouldn't they do that? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, If there's nothing to fear, it's easy to step in the void. Mm -hmm. Uh, Bullies will step in there and terrorize until someone's willing to get in there and get a bloody nose.
0: Mm -hmm, mm
3: -hmm, And mm -hmm. we are not that party. Like I said yesterday, we are a party of placeholders. We hold pat the advancements of the left. And we do so in very polite fashion. And when you think of it this way, is someone going to? Are moderates going to fear us if something is said, or are they going to fear the left? And and so they are. And will corporations fear us in the retribution, the verbal retribution of saying that is just stupid and you're a moron for thinking that? Or are they afraid of the right coming in there and saying you you you? use child labor and hammer it day after day every interview are they afraid of any of that from us or are they afraid of the left they don't fear us and they don't fear our rhetoric so our rhetoric will never advance and that's i do not fear the left i do fear us Mm. and in germany the nazi party was actually quite weak it was picked up by You know, a a percentage of the population, it was never a majority until it got in power, but it was met with apathy. It was met with people that just didn't think it was going to advance. And so, therefore, there wasn't the moral rhetoric to oppose it with the same intensity as they were trying to advance it. It was met by good people of Jewish and Christian faith and and, uh, just, you know, the people who believed in the Weimar Republic. It was just, oh, what a silliness. I'm not going to worry about it. You know, but the problem they ran into, this is where we are right today, is that in warfare, and I mean physical warfare, it's the same as political warfare and moral warfare. It is a higher price to pay and a more costly price to pay to advance over already taken ground and instead of defending ground and they always know that it takes three men for every one loss on the enemy side if you're advancing into their territory if they try to come into where you're defended it'll cost them three to one okay but we have surrendered so much that we we have to come up to a level of intensity in passion, and we have to demand it out of ourselves as well as our leaders far more. And the further this advances, the more the intensity in the pushback has got to increase, or there's little or no hope. If this had, if we had gone into combat politically 25 years ago, we could have done so at a very low level and just made fun and chuckled and pushed and pushed. But it's pretty far down the road, and I don't see any pushback even now.
1: Well, I think there's some, but you know, I think we've also yielded too much. Um, California is a pretty good example of uh, what we've yielded, what we've surrendered. Uh, That's what I, you yeah, know, yeah. candidates for president on the Republican Party don't even really go to California for anything but fundraising anymore. They don't go there no? for votes. Okay. Right. Uh, right. I, you know, I, I, I don't know who the up and coming rising star is in the Republican Party. That could not take on Gavin Newsom, perhaps someone like Tom McClintock, perhaps a congressman. Um, but, you know, they're are They haven't made a, a statewide name for themselves, I don't think. Right. Um, right. Yeah. That, that yeah. party has just kind of said, eh, what's the use? See, the Democratic Party didn't say that in Colorado and they didn't say that in Virginia. They didn't say that in Arizona. And now we see and the consequences, hammered. right? Yeah and now yeah. see the and they comments.
3: hammered the rhetoric i heard a gentleman on an earlier show today um who is uh who lost his uh fight to get into the house of representatives in uh pennsylvania a a veteran and what a bright guy I mean, he was ahead just like trump by 17000 he said mathematically there was zero ability for anybody to you know to win to beat him And miraculously, in the middle of the night, the exact amount of votes that were required to win came in out of nowhere, and they can't get the county person to say where did those come from. They they won't commit to them. But the point is, he is. If we can get enough people like him, the people like a little bit more like Jim Jordan.
1: Yeah, they're there. They're there. They're there. We need to remember our Burke, Edmund Burke. When bad men combine, the good must associate. Else they will fall one by one, an unpitied sacrifice and a contemptible struggle. Come back to the Seth Liebson show, Larry. Can I squeeze you in real quick before the top of the hour?
0: Sure, two quick ones for you. Yes, okay. sir. Uh, Doug was great, especially bringing up the... Uh,
1: well, the, Doug uh, is great. You know, he's the one that set off that whole list we started making of all the great Republicans on our bench. I'll do the whole list at some point before the end of the year, but he kicked that off uh, about a week ago.
0: Well, bringing it up is is also what I consider, in my opinion, the greatest man of the 20th century, Winston Churchill. Yes. And him commenting very, very succinctly that a nation that forgets its past, has no future.
1: Yep. Yep. But
0: at the same time, he also was able to recognize the enemy. First, the fascism, Nazism, and secondly, communism. Yes. But by himself, he was not able to solve the problem. That's right. However, when everybody finally agreed with him, in other words, as a group, both were defeated at the time. And what we have problem now is that the Democrats, to a man, congressmen and senators, are focused on one thing, and then they move to the next thing. Yep. We as the party, as conservatives, are not focused nope. at all. Nope. We have our own little thing, and until we recognize who the enemy is and focus on it, we like you, we're feared. Secondly, lastly, I want a department of. True American history. I hate government. I don't want more stuff. Yeah. But I think you need to follow the money and any school, university that is not teaching true American history. You know, like Frederick Douglass was out campaigning for the second term of Abraham Lincoln, turning down, I think. Uh, to run as vice president, I can I seem to remember Grant. Like Grant that. He campaigned for Grant. Grant yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But but no, he went out. He and, had a beautiful pamphlet
1: that he circulated to black churches about it. A beautiful pamphlet, um, which I should read from at some point. But yes, go ahead. Sorry.
0: There you go. So, no, no, that's okay. Thank you for the correction because I knew it was in there somewhere. Yes. <laughs> but, <laughs> but the point being is, is where's the ki- where's the kickback from this guy? It should be from all corners right. of the country. Right. He should, like he should be shamed. He should be as
1: shamed as Jeffrey Tubin.
0: Where's his money? No, coming he really from? should be.
1: I, I really honestly believe yeah. that. Someone who says something I... not foolish in a responsible position to educate our youth should be as shamed and 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 metaphorically ridden out of town on a rail as Jeffrey Tubin. You know? What Jeffrey Tubin did was offend adults through an act of uh lewdness to put it no higher what this man is engaging in is um mental abuse of our children which is a greater of crimes greater crime guess who's coming up Hugh and Lewis Holman we'll be right back